You're listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes, a production of the Ephesus School Network. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. The company of the angels was amazed. When Hi, this is Father Aaron Warwick with Jason Everett, and you are listening to the Teach Me Thy Statutes podcast, episode number 78. Today's reading is from John chapter 6, verses 56 through 69. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Therefore many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, Does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. From that time many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. And then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Last week we discussed this common play on the word bread in Scripture, uh, referring to the biblical teaching. And in today's passage, we see another reference to bread, and, and specifically Jesus says that, quote, he who eats this bread will live forever. Father, is this uh, another reference to the biblical teaching, or is Christ speaking of something else here? Yeah, very good question, Jason. And one of the things I like about the question is it shows that you're seeing and questioning things that I've pointed out from previous episodes. And you see, that's the purpose of teaching, right? All of us human beings come and we go on this earth. We're like Abel, whose name means breath or vanity. In other words, we're here like a breath and then we're gone from this earth. We are vain. And so that's why when we teach, whether it's me as a priest some of our listeners as parents or godparents or employers or lay leaders in the church. We teach so that people will learn to start seeing on their own. And that's why I take a lot of time on these episodes to teach broad concepts. If we just teach verse by verse and we don't speak to these broader concepts, then people will keep reading the Bible on their own and have no idea what they're reading. But when we teach people about broader concepts, again, whether as priests or lay leaders in the parish or parents with our children, bosses with employees under us, we should focus on teaching broader concepts. And that is how we are not vain. That is how the teaching continues after our death. But we have this tendency to be vain. We like people to need us. We like our parishioners or our children or our employees to have to rely on us, to have to need us. And so sometimes we can neglect this way. But our job ultimately as teachers and leaders is to equip people to start seeing things for themselves. And I just want to use an example. One time at our parish, we honored Bishop Basil on one of his anniversaries to the episcopacy. 
And I said what I valued about him most was that when I first started in the parish, I called him or emailed him at least, at least once a week. But I no longer have to do that because he taught me. He wasn't trying to be a guru. He doesn't need me to need him. He equipped me with the broad concepts, and that enabled me to make decisions later on as the years passed without bothering him all the time. And of course, I, I still go back to him when necessary or when there's a difficult situation. I want the input of my respected elder, my teacher, but God forbid if he were to leave this earth tomorrow, the concepts, that teaching that he taught me endures beyond him because he taught me to see for myself. So again, that's why I like your question. I'm sorry we went off the rails already at the beginning of the episode, but I want people to understand, first of all, the importance of teaching people under your care properly by equipping them to become independent. And then, too, to point out that the purpose of this podcast and of my own teaching is never to be the be-all, end-all, but to stimulate people to think and to see for themselves, to engage with the biblical text, to test their assumptions, to continue to learn and grow, because when we think that we have everything figured out, or if we think someone else has everything figured out and we just blindly follow them, we really open ourselves up to deception, to what the Russians refer to as prelist or spiritual delusion. Well, yeah, thank you, Father. Um, I appreciate your aside, and as I think it, it really offers some valuable things for us to consider. And, and one of the things that you mentioned was uh, that we do still go back to our teachers, uh, to our elders sometimes for advice or clarification when we still have some confusion. So in that spirit, uh, I would uh, go back to the original question when Jesus <laughs> says that he who eats this bread will live forever. So is this yet another reference to the biblical teaching or is Christ uh, speaking of something else here? Yeah, like I said, good question. I wasn't trying to dodge it, so <laughs> thanks for bringing us back. Actually, several things going on in this passage, and I hope to show how this passage both connects to earlier Scripture, or Scripture more broadly, and also should help us understand or make better sense of our own current practices, certainly as Orthodox Christians, but also all Christians in general. And the first thing I would point out, especially because many of our listeners are Orthodox Christians, have probably heard this passage referenced before in the context of the Eucharist, in the context of receiving the body and blood of Christ in Holy Communion. And clearly that's part of what's going on here. Of course, in the broader context of Scripture, we're familiar with what's often referred to as the Last Supper, where Jesus institutes the celebration of the Eucharist what becomes then the practice in the ancient Christian church up into modern times of the reception of Holy Communion at that service of the Divine Liturgy when we commemorate the sacrificial death of Christ. And we hear about this practice not only from the Gospel writers, but also from St. Paul, who actually made the earliest reference to this institution, chronologically speaking, in his first epistle to the Corinthians in the 11th chapter. So then what Jesus refers to here in this passage about the bread of life is about Holy Communion, uh, about receiving his body and blood? Well, yes and no. Uh, let me explain. The reason I say yes is because he is referring to Holy Communion, to the reception of the Eucharist, as we say. But I say no because I think it's different than most of us understand it. Okay. And so w what exactly do you mean? Well, what I mean will take us to the second main point I wanted to make in relation to your question. Again, focuses, as I said, on a broader understanding of Scripture and helps illumine what Jesus is speaking of here in today's reading more specifically. And I believe this is important to understand so that we can understand what we're really doing at church. 
Yes, yes, please do explain. So the thing I want to make clear from the outset is this. Clearly, Jesus is not speaking about us merely receiving communion, meaning he's not saying that just receiving the Eucharist is sufficient. And what, why I clarify that, getting at, is this. We clearly, as Orthodox Christians, and all other Christians of which I'm aware for that matter, we clearly do not believe that everyone who ever receives Holy Communion has some sort of free pass into eternal life. I think we can agree on that, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, because we all clearly believe and teach that, as, of course, does Holy Scripture, then we can see that there's more going on in this passage that you read when Jesus is talking about the bread of life or the bread that leads to eternal life. And so that leads back to your original question, Jason. Is the bread referring to his teaching, to the authoritative understanding and teaching of Scripture? And the answer to that is absolutely yes. So help us understand, Father, uh, how all of this connects. Uh, The Eucharist, the reception of the bread, which we say is the body of Christ, and the bread that we also understand is the teaching. Yeah, so again, this is where we need a broader understanding of Scripture. And I want to point uh, to two things from the Old Testament to highlight this. First, to the prophet Ezekiel. So with Ezekiel, the last of the major prophets in the prophetic books of the Old Testament, we see how God basically forces Ezekiel's hand. And what I mean by that is that all the prophets hesitated to be prophets. They all tried to get out of it. It's a heavy task. But instead of arguing or persuading Ezekiel, as God did with the prophets before him, God essentially shoves the scroll down Ezekiel's throat so that Ezekiel has no choice but to regurgitate, so to speak, the word of God. Okay, so that is the first thing I want to highlight, that God puts his word into the mouth of the prophet so that the prophet will speak God's word and do God's will. The second thing, then, is this biblical idea that with the coming of the Messiah, the sending of God's Spirit, that all believers in God would become like prophets. We hear about this in Numbers 11, when Moses says, I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his Spirit on them. And in Joel chapter 2, we hear, It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And then the fulfillment of this, of course, is in Jesus' sacrifice as the suffering servant, the Messiah, and then the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, which we Orthodox will soon be celebrating. I think I see where you're going with this, Father, so uh, perhaps you can summarize for us to conclude this episode. Yeah, so where I'm going is that this bread of life that we receive is not just the body of Christ as we might think of it in the most literal sense, as we established. Scripture does not teach, and none of us believe that there's some magic with receiving Holy Communion. A Christian has to continue to live and teach the Word of God, the way of God as we're instructed by Holy Scripture. And so when we receive communion, we are receiving the Word of God, not just the body of Christ in the literal physical sense, but we are receiving the Word of God, the teaching. We're having the scroll, so to speak, put into our mouths as Ezekiel had the scroll put in his mouth so that we would go forth after communion and regurgitate the Word of God, the teaching of God, that we would do and teach his will. And this connects to the notion of how we will be prophets, as I mentioned, from the prophecy of Joel. So hopefully we see how this is all interconnected. We did not just come to church to receive physically the Word of God and Holy Communion. It's more holistic than that. 
We come also to hear the teaching of God, to receive his word into our mouths, that we, like the prophet Ezekiel, would go forth, proclaim that teaching to all peoples. We are fed the word of God, so that we might go forth and feed that teaching to others. Thank you, Father. Today's episode began with Father Aaron highlighting one of the ultimate goals of our podcast and the reasons why this goal is so important. Namely, that in teaching broad concepts, and not just verse by verse, we are being equipped to become independent and to see for ourselves these broad concepts throughout Scripture. Father also mentioned that the purpose of this podcast is not to hand down the definitive answer to all questions, but rather to test our listeners' assumptions and continue to learn and grow. Specific to our reading today, we then discussed what Christ is referring to when he says that he who eats this bread will live forever. Here, Christ not only refers to Holy Communion, but also to his teaching. A broader understanding of Scripture is helpful here, and Father recounted the prophet Ezekiel, whom God forcefully placed his word into Ezekiel's mouth so that he would speak God's word and God's will. And so we see that the reception of Holy Communion is not only the receiving of Christ's body and blood, but also the word of God, and thus equipping us to go forth and spread the gospel. Thank you for listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes. We hope you tune in next week for a new episode. Alleluia, alleluia, glory to thee, O God. Alleluia, 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 glory to thee, O God.